Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Well, hello and welcome or welcome back to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to this virtual cool kids table. I started this show so that I could have access and along with me, you could have access to some really unique, cool, eclectic people who were doing interesting things let's call it cool things, in the world of entrepreneurship. And we are now up to episode number 511. We are into November of 2019. We're about to start a whole new year coming up in about six or seven weeks. And uh, this show is going strong. We crossed the 500 mark back in September, and we're not stopping anytime soon. So every single week, I try to bring somebody to you who maybe is doing something a little different, maybe off the beaten path, uh, who maybe you don't get to hear on every podcast that you listen to. And I think today is going to be one of those days. So today I have Dr. Morgan Oaks. So Morgan is somebody who I met at the New Media Summit. You may have noticed there's been a trend of a lot of those people on the show of recently. Uh, Because there was a lot of people there who were looking to get their story out into the world of podcasting. And I was part of the faculty of that organization. uh, And we were talking to these people, telling them how uh, they could best get on shows. And and Morgan impressed me. And one of the reasons is I always try to bring, bring people on this show who have had a career arc or an entrepreneurial journey that's a little different. So Morgan grew up in a in one of those states that I think we call them flyover country and farm country. Uh, he heard that, you know, maybe you should go be a mechanical engineer because that was going to take you on a career path that would zoom you to the top. Turned out after getting out of college and working as a mechanical engineer, that wasn't Morgan's thing. So he went and got a degree in chiropractic, chiropractor, became a doctor of chiropractic, whatever, however you say that word. And uh, also is kind of a, uh, a shaman. He's kind of one of these people who sees things in people. And that's what I kind of liked about him, is he's got sort of this spiritual side that mirrors with the business and engineering side. And you don't always see that. And sometimes when you do, you say, no. And that wasn't my reaction when I met Morgan. So Morgan Oaks, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks, Tom. Great to be on the show. Nice to connect. None. Glad to have you here. So I don't really do the whole bio thing. So why don't you tell everybody who is Dr. Morgan Oaks and uh, what's your backstory? Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. I grew up in a tiny town in Wyoming, mechanical engineering because I was good at math and science and uh, and liked dirt bikes and snowmobiles and and trucks. Isn't that wait, 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 wait. Isn't that like a Wyoming thing? You have to like dirt bikes and trucks and it's, it's kind of like the passport that's necessary to live there. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but the, the good at math and science piece doesn't always cohabitate that, uh, that space. So got into that and I almost dropped out of engineering school because I realized I didn't want to be stuck in a cubicle for the rest of my life. And so I, I decided to finish, um, yeah, I was out in the workforce and was, you know, I had a lot of chiropractic history with sports injuries, playing football, playing rugby. And so I'm like, oh, this is actually what I'm supposed to do. And the reality is, after I got through chiropractic school, I realized it's just a bigger cubicle and you don't have to sit all day. Uh, but it's still very similar, which is part of how, you know, our lives overlapped is I, you know, I do chiropractic two days a week. I love it when I'm there. I really love helping and supporting people in that way. And, I've got other aspirations. So, you know, I love doing the speaking. I have my own podcast. 
and what I found was if I would get people better physically, but the rest of their life was still a mess, life still isn't great. So it got me into just a lot of other, you know, transformational work, personal growth work, um, a high performance coach. It's, um, it's really one of those things that I'm good at that I love doing that will help lift somebody else up. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about beyond your, your, you know, being a chiropractor. What is it yeah. that you're building now? What's, what's the business the other three days a week or maybe the other five days a week? Some days it's other five days a week. Yeah. So I'm, you know, foundationally, if I only did one thing, I think it would be speaking. I really love speaking. I really love being on stage and just the energy and the, the joy that I experience there. Um, so that's kind of the entry point. Uh, through Brennan Burchard, I'm also certified as a high performance coach. And what I loved about that format is it's, it feels like it's more holistic than most other programs. Um, a lot of coaches, mentors, other people I've worked with, they're so uber focused on one area of my life that if I do everything they say, the other areas of my life suffer, right? Whether it's a, somebody about fitness, whether it's a business coach, whether it's a, you know, a spiritual teacher. And so I like the high performance stuff because it feels like it lifts up all the, you know, it lifts up all the ships in my life. Uh, and then I've got my podcast one day, you know, that I'm doing as well. What's, what's the name of the podcast? The podcast is Intuitive Wisdom for Modern Transformation. And so, and that's something people can find on Apple Podcasts and all the podcast homes. It's all the podcast homes, absolutely. And uh, it's just good conversations about how did people get clear about what they love in their life. Usually, there's something courageous that has to happen. We have to leave something or take a big leap into something. And then, how do they stay in inspired action? How do they keep moving forward in their life? So, what do you think led you into entrepreneurship? I mean, you know, starting off in a small town, growing up around farms, and then uh, being a mechanical engineer, you know, that's a pretty big leap to uh, to being this sort of speaker slash life coach slash, you know, high performance engineer. How, uh, what do you think led you to that? You know, I, I kind of uh, came into entrepreneurship backwards. Uh, when I became a chiropractor, I was very... I was doing a lot of things in school that other chiropractors weren't, you know, school of 2000 kids, you know, there were maybe 10 people that worked in the rehab department, essentially doing physical therapy. And so from the very beginning, I had really, I had a belief system about what was necessary to be giving good care to people. So as I was leaving school, it really made sense. I needed to start my own business rather than working somewhere else where I wouldn't be able to bring all my gifts and talents. Um, so I kind of got into entrepreneurship because if I wanted to do what I thought was best for the patients, I needed to have my own platform, my own office for it. So now that you've been doing this for a while between being a chiropractor and the other stuff that you're doing, what do you like about the world of entrepreneurship? You know, I, I love the flexibility. I think it's a, it's a smaller ship that we can change direction in faster, right? So when I have an idea, when there's something that I see is, is a, a need that's getting to be served, I'm more able to take direct action on that. Um, so I enjoy the fact that I can, yeah, that I can really move into any area, any niche, any focus that I want within my entrepreneurial business. Are there any parts of it that you don't like? Are there any days you think, you know, that cubicle as a mechanical engineer is looking pretty good about now? Yeah, I always, I always tell people, you know, you give up that 40 hour a week job to uh, a lot of times take an 80 hour a week job. Uh, when you work for yourself. So the pieces that I would say, whether we call it don't like, or it's just a place of work, you know, I'm still in a place of trying to learn systems 
where I can really do the things I'm passionate about, do the things I love, do the things I'm great at, and the things that make me the most money, and then do a better job of outsourcing the other pieces. So I've got, you know, support and I'm not killing myself trying to keep up with it. So how important do you think it is for success, whether you're an entrepreneur or doing other things, because you coach people who come from all types of backgrounds, how important do you think it is for people to find a way to really like themselves? So this is a new question that I'm asking on the show because I've done some work and I sort of discovered that, uh, you know, sometimes we let other people's negativity or other people's words get in and it can sabotage us on our on our entrepreneurial journey or, or any journey. So what have you learned based on your background about people being able to be comfortable in their own skin and really like themselves? Yeah. Interesting question. I actually, I don't think you have to like yourself to be successful in business. I think some of probably the most successful people that we know, it's probably based on how much they loathe themselves, right? There's, there's that idea of, are we moving towards greatness or are we moving away from, you know, who we're afraid of being or becoming? And so, you know, sometimes I see out there that some of the people that are really doing well, I can tell they're running from who they don't want to be, or they're, they're chasing, you know, they're chasing their happiness or they're chasing something out there. And it drives them to a point where maybe they don't have a well-rounded life, but they're successful. So I, I don't know that that's necessary, but I do think it's necessary if you want fulfillment, balance, happiness, you know, in, in business. So do you like yourself? Yeah, I would say I've done a lot of work to love myself. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. So if somebody's listening to this show and they're thinking, I, I, want, I want to go down this entrepreneurial path or I, I, want, I want to take my side hustle and make it a full-time thing, what advice do you have for people? Yeah, the, the top people on the planet that we're aware of, they all have coaches, they all have mentors, they all have uh, friendships that help support that path. So what I would say is, and, and I've given this advice even for people wanting to go to college. You know, I remember a guy that he went to college, did his, you know, four and a half years, became a teacher and then realized he didn't like kids. And, and, <laughs> that, and that would of, be important if you're going to teach kids. That would be important. And part of why that he got that far along the path is he never sat in on classes. He never experienced it on the front end. So for somebody wanting to be an entrepreneur, I say, you know, pick that area that you're thinking about doing it and then go maybe spend some time with those people, see what it's like behind the scenes, see what the reality of that is actually going to be so that you can make an informed decision. And then when you step into it, yeah, have, have, you know, find friends that are on that path, find mentors that'll help uh, support the path, find coaching and just have it be a real educated decision so that you can, you know, shorten that learning curve and, and have it be as painless or as pain-free as possible. So let's take a little, a little jaunt over to sort of the spiritual side of the stuff that you do. You, you've kind of, you know, you list yourself on your website as, as a shaman. What does that mean? I hope I don't. My teacher would be upset with me. I might, I probably say shamanic practitioner. Okay. It's an interesting world of what you call yourself in, in the work. So I, um, a little bit of backstory with that. Yeah, I was a mechanical engineer. I was a chiropractor. I was research driven. And at a certain point in my life, a lot of things started happening that I didn't really have an explanation for. Like I started becoming aware of things, you know, I started um, having these big intuitions. And, and if I paid attention to the intuitions, things worked out. If I didn't pay, you know, attention to the intuitions, I would realize I had ignored it. And so, when those things started happening, to be honest, I, I started studying quantum physics and I started looking towards leaning into science for an explanation of it. 
And, you know, and at this point, you know, shamanism or being a shamanic practitioner really means trying to listen to that unseen world for, you know, greater insight, greater information. And, and I always try to bridge that gap for people because, you know, when I'm, when I'm speaking to audiences, you know, I'll be talking about this inner voice that we all hear. And I make a joke that for those of you that don't believe that you have an inner voice, your inner voice right now is telling you that you don't have one, <laughs> right? So we all have that inner voice. We've all had those experiences where, you know, you know, what's Tom been up to? I haven't talked to that dude in a decade and the phone rings and it's Tom, right? Or we, you know, good business people have a gut instinct or you're walking down a street, you've walked down a thousand times and the hair stands up on the back of your neck. Those are all kind of the interfaces that we're used to with that. And for me, I've just made it a practice of um, developing it into a more conscious muscle. So, I, you know, I believe there's some sort of a force. I've always said that, uh, you know, Star Wars got it right uh, to, yeah. to a large degree in, in the, 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 the force that runs through every living thing. However, yeah. in the business world, as you're out there speaking to traditional business people, do you get some sort of pushback when you say you're a shamanic practitioner? Do people roll their eyes? What's the what's the the the, the downside to that with sort of more the more traditional business people? Yeah, you know, I, I think entrepreneurship, I think speaking, I think all of this stuff, you meet people where they are and you take them on the journey that you're hoping to take them on. So I don't always lead with that verbiage because it either confuses or puts up a, a wall for people. So like yesterday I spoke to a group of uh 80 people at a rotary meeting. And, you know, for them, I just called myself a spiritual mentor. And in speaking to that group, it's interesting, you know, bridging, let's say shamanism with the, the business world. I have a quote from Steve Jobs that says, listen to your heart and your intuition, because somehow they already know the way that you're needing to go. You know, I've, I've tied up, I've butchered those words a little bit, but you know, somebody like Steve it's, Jobs. It's not the first time someone has misquoted Steve Jobs. So don't worry about it. I'm sure you yeah. got it really close. It was close enough. You'll be able to Google it with what I've put there. But uh, the reality is I think a lot of the big innovators, they're tapping into that thing and they bridge, you know, they bridge what's in their, in their mind with the other pieces that are coming in. And I think that's where a lot of innovation and, and growth happens. And I, you know, I'll talk to people even about dreams. We know that Albert Einstein came up with the theory of relativity from a dream. You know, the chemical structure for benzene came from a dream. The design for the sewing machine came from a dream, right? So there's, there's really great ways where we can see where people have bridged those worlds and made something really, really solid out of it. And I think that's the gift is don't be all mind and know let's say intuition, but also don't be all intuition and no mind. I think the, you know, the secret sauce is when you blend the two of those. So a lot of people, myself included, you know, we're believers that this, this stuff you're talking about is true. That intuition, that, that sort of hair on the back of your neck feeling, follow that gut. But we didn't grow up being taught to do that. We were taught to go to work 40 hours a week, get a paycheck, go home, be a good dad, whatever. So what advice do you have for people who listen to that, who kind of are in their car, listening to the show going, I need to tap into that. What advice do you have for them if they have, I don't call it a hunger, but maybe a, an in, inquisitive side about learning about that, whether you call it shamanism or you call it spirituality or you call it the force? What advice yeah. do you have? Yeah, so a few different things. One thing is stay curious, 
right? A lot of my stuff started out when I would have an intuition to grab an umbrella on a sunny day and I would ignore it and then I would get rained on. Wait, but you live in Seattle. That's not intuition. That's called good planning. (laughs) That's That's called Tuesday. Well, and this was also, which, which is very true at this point. And if you, you don't use an umbrella in Seattle, if you're carrying an umbrella in Seattle, you're a tourist, <laughs> right? Like it's almost, it's almost a, a shameful thing to have a, an umbrella up here. But when yeah, but, I lived but, but in I got, Colorado, I got, a, I got a side, a side thing though, but standing in the rain, getting a little bit of a drizzle on you and stuff is fun until yeah. you realize that you're all wet. I was at a comedy open mic night and I was standing outside talking to some of the comics and it started to just drizzle And we just all kind of just stood there. It was kind of fun. It was raining on us a little bit. And then I got in the car and it was like, God, I'm all wet. So, yeah, it's nice to say, oh, you don't need an umbrella until you're soaking wet. Yeah, for for short periods of time. And what and honestly, I'm you know, you're here about all the weather and how it's changed. The old school Seattle people, they say that it never used to be any more than just this like light mist. And now we're getting heavier rain. So it's Seattle's changing. But back to the, the origins of this, oh, yeah. this sidetrack. There, there, there was a question in there. Sorry. There was a question. So the, uh, for me, that was when I was living in Colorado, which, you know, you get like maybe 50 days of rain a day. So, it was, so the point being, it was being curious and it was those little things that I started paying attention to. Um, and also in the way of giving resources, you know, I did a TEDx talk called Learning the Language of Dude. And in that, I give seven good takeaways about developing intuition because that's really what the talk is about. And a lot of it's about, you know, we're in such a tightly packed, busy society that a lot of times that doesn't allow for the freedom of intuition to come in. So part of it's having, you know, having a good morning practice where you leave some time in the morning where you're not, you're not texting, you're not doing email, you're not on social media. You know, some of it's, you know, simple things like going for a walk in your neighborhood or in nature, no earbuds, no conversation. Um, A lot of it's just allowing for some white space for that other information to actually find a place. And then, and then the other side of that, I think is actually, you know, paying attention to it and taking action, Hmm. you know? Awesome. All right. So Morgan, when I go in and speak at companies, one of the things I talk about is this gap that exists between potential and performance. We all get excited about potential, but potential does not equal results. So you've worked around a lot of high performers and maybe people who came up short of that. Why do you think when two people have equal potential when they start, one person can work their way across that gap and perform like crazy and other people fall into the abyss and get lost? What do you think that delta is? Yeah, I think it's true in sports and I think it's true in entrepreneurship as well. It's that person who has a growth mindset it's a person who's wherever their edge is, that's always pushing their edge. They're always looking to accelerate into excellence. You know, I think it is people that are getting that support as well, whether it's a mentor, a coach, a, a mastermind group, you know, so I think it's somebody that's pushing their edge wherever that edge is. So you bring up growth mindset. I assume you've read Carol Dweck's book. You know what? I actually have not. You've not read. So the book's called Mindset. It's by a Stanford researcher named Carol Dweck. And she talks a lot about the growth mindset versus a, a you know, a fixed mindset. And so I, I thought that's where you were going when you said that. So everybody who's listening, go read Carol Dweck's Mindset. It's probably the, the best book I've read in the last two years. So awesome. Yeah, I just it just made my list. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So, Morgan, I've got more questions for you. 
But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. They do all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Dr. Morgan Oaks. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, because you email at me and you ask me questions about how do I start a podcast. And my answer is jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. And I do bring this up once in a while. I've worked with them from episode one. We're now at 511. And without question, they are the best vendor I've ever worked with. So check out podfly.net for Podfly Productions. So Morgan, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing you're doing in business right now? Well, I think a lot of times in in business, the things that we consider cool aren't sexy or cool. <laughs> and so the thing I'm really focused on right now is is systems. You know, it's how can I get more things automated? Um, I finally hired a virtual business manager. I'd had virtual assistants in the past, but I didn't have a higher level person that could actually kind of help guide me as well. So hired a, a coach around system scale and leverage. And I hired a virtual business manager to try and get, I'm wanting to get all those things off my plate so that I can focus on speaking, coaching, podcasting, and doing my healing work. So that's the less than sexy, but uh, cool entrepreneurial thing I'm up to. Hey, that's all good. So I love to ask the people who come on the show when it comes comes to entrepreneurship, who do they admire? Because we could talk about you, Morgan, all day long and all the cool things that you've done. However, I think good entrepreneurs, great entrepreneurs, I think they're observers. So my question is, when you look out into the world of entrepreneurship, the entrepreneur sphere, who do you say, wow, she or he, they're doing the cool stuff. Who do you admire? You know, I've, I've been following Brendan Burchard for a long time, and I would say he's a favorite. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a level of authenticity there. He's always on the growth edge. He's doing things at a very big scale uh, as well. But the, what I love is watching kind of how he guides his ship, how he moves things. And even last weekend, I was down at his influencers event. And I love seeing who he brings into his, uh, you know, onto his stages and, and just kind of what he's doing there. So he's, he's somebody I really, really follow. And the last question I ask everybody is, what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because here's my theory. If you're fortunate, and Morgan, you're fortunate, you know, you're successful, you, you have this career path you're trying to you know, mock out of the way, you know, you had a good family life, you know, all this stuff. So if you're fortunate, you got to do more than just make money. You got to find a way to, to, to leave a mark. So, so what do you do? You know, I've got a few different things that I'm doing and a few that I'm wanting to add in as well. So, you know, some of the things I do locally, it's, there's a, a pretty big uh, homeless situation in Seattle. And, I, and I'm hearing that from a lot of communities around the country as well. And so, you know, as I'm driving, I basically always have a couple bags of, you know, clothes, food, you know, like some syllable cups and things that they might need. So I typically will have things with me to give away. Um, the other thing I'm doing within the businesses that I have, you know, I'm able to, you know, give free care to people that need it. Um, and even within this world, I'll give, you know, 
I'll do phone calls and I'll do things with people where I know they're never going to become clients, but hopefully I can get them in touch with that, that thing that's going to, that thing or that person or that idea that's going to help move them forward. Uh, and then the thing that I'm really wanting to step into, and I'm still looking for the framework to do it is, well, and, and here's where this started. I, I know a couple years ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to go down and I'm going to work in the soup kitchen. And what I realized was it's not really my passion. It is something I could do, but it's probably not the best use of my, my time or my gifts. And so I'm, I've been actively looking for some way to step into the homeless community and do shamanic work. Honestly, um, I love doing that work. And I know that with not all of them, but some of them there, some of the, the work that I do as a shamanic practitioner would really help support them. And so that's the one that I'm trying to get in place where I can go out and do something I'm passionate about that, that hopefully will help them turn a corner and, and step back into life. Are you familiar with an organization in Seattle called Facing Homelessness? I am not. So I recently was the master of ceremonies for a large, like 6,000 person conference. And the uh-huh. key, one of the keynote speakers, they had a big keynote speaker every day, was the founder of the Seattle charity called Facing Homelessness. And his, rec, his name was Rex uh, Holbein was his last name. Okay. And he talked about the homeless situation and sort of the way he has gone about approaching it and helping people in Seattle. And uh, Rex was an amazing soul. And so if you live in Seattle and you want to find a way to do it, I'm sure there's a ton of charities because Seattle's one of the cities in the country that has some of the worst homelessness problem. But Facing Homelessness is uh, an amazing organization, uh, at least to be aware of. And Rex is one of those people who he crosses your path and he leaves a really big wake. So that would be my my two cents on that. Yeah, I may reach out. It's interesting. It's um, and part of it is what I'm wanting to offer is so far outside of what's normal within that, you know, in that realm. Usually it's, it's giving of time or it's giving of food or clothing or, you know, helping set up, um, you know, shelters or places to live. So to find an organization that's open to somebody coming in and shaking a rattle at, mm-hmm. at some of the, the homeless population, it's, uh, yeah, I'm looking for that right fit. I, I can't speak to anything about that because I don't know him that well. I only got to spend, you know, like 15 minutes with him after his presentation. Uh, but I will tell you that if that's a cause that matters, knowing Rex is key yeah. if you live in Seattle. So everybody yeah. in Seattle, uh, tell Rex I sent you. He won't remember who I am. Just I was the MC at a big event he spoke at, but I remembered him. So yeah, I'll, uh, I always trust the synchronicity, and this is one of those. So yeah, I'll reach out. Awesome. So Morgan, if someone's listening to this and they're like, I have to find out more about Morgan Oaks, how do they find you? Best way to find me is to go to drmorganoaks.com. It's M-O-R-G-A-N-O-A-K-S.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Any last words of wisdom? Yeah, you know what? I think uh, I've listened to your episodes and I think you really help bridge the gap of having people step into this with, uh, with an open mindset about the reality of it. And I love just how long you've been doing this and really demonstrate a great way to do it. I've learned a lot listening to your podcasts and uh, 
yeah, just grateful for what you're doing in the world. There's nothing I like better than pandering to the host. Thank you very much, Morgan, for, for those final <laughs> words. And thank you for being a guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. But also, thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every single show. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do this? It's all about y'all. Uh, I started this so that I could learn. But together, we have done this journey now for over five years. And if you like the show, do me a favor. Go to I, po, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast love. Leave a review. Uh, say something nice. But more importantly, go out and tell your friends. Put it out on social media. Because I'll tell you what, every time I meet somebody who listens to the show, I say, how did you find it? They say somebody told me about it. So, uh, you know, ranking and stuff is wonderful. But everybody finds the show because people talk about it. So go talk about it. That would make me, me happy. Uh, we're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Morgan Oaks. I know you're thinking, what? How will that happen? But, but it will. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there. Find your passion. Do something new. Try new things. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.